Hello, and welcome to the Candy Gibbs Podcast. We hope you enjoy this message. For more information about upcoming events, this podcast, and for other resources, visit candygibbs.com. Welcome to the show. I am very honored and excited uh, with our guest today. This is Mallory. Mallory Cockrell is the Director of Worship at Hope Choice, and she's at every one of the podcasts that we film, but not always on camera with us. She is the magic uh, happening behind all the things. And one of the things I love most about Mallory is whether we're talking about setting up a podcast room like this, making it video, which is amazing to me, or starting the coffee shop in Canyon at 1330. Uh, All of that is Mallory. And it isn't because she knows all of these things, but it is because she lives her life in such a way that if she believes that it's the call of the Lord on her life, um, she gives the Lord her yes every time. And if she doesn't know how to do it, she figures it out. And I've never seen anyone be able to operate the way that Mallory does. And I am just super honored to call her my friend above all. And I just love seeing all that the Lord does in and through both Mallory and her husband, Spencer, who are tremendous blessings to our ministry. Well, thank you, Candy. And well, we are talking today about a topic that is perfectly fitting for Mal to address. And, you know, we're approaching 2024 in a different way. Mm -hmm. And we have decided collectively that we want to move in the direction of a deeper relationship with the Lord, knowing him more, Mm -hmm. and in the direction of his precious and great promises, like 2 Peter 1 tells us. And learning to live with a divine nature. Yeah. And we accept the fact that our circumstances aren't going to change. That's right. And none of us have a perfect life or perfect mm-hmm. family. Uh, this culture is as off the rails as it's ever been. Yeah. Um, so the terrain isn't going to get easier. Mm-hmm. But. If we choose on purpose to lace up our boots, which is peace, Mm -hmm. and start down this journey with the Lord towards something, um, it's going to be important that we choose to lift up our eyes. That's right. And so I want to just start today by reading Philippians 4. This is Philippians 4, 4 through 9, and it says, Rejoice in the Lord always. I will say it again, rejoice. Let your gentleness be known to all that the Lord is near. Do not be anxious about anything, but in everything, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your request to God. And the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Finally, brothers, whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, Whatever is admirable, if anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think about such things. Whatever you have learned or received or heard from me or seen in me, put it into practice and the God of peace will be with you. And we've focused on this a lot over the last 12 months, 
rejoicing in all things. Mm -hmm. But also the scripture says, with prayer and supplication, make your requests known to God and the God of peace will come. But when we make our requests known to God, I think it's easy for us as women Mm -hmm. or anyone to make our requests. But if we keep our eyes on the circumstances of our life, on our requests, on the things we need help with, Mm -hmm. if our eyes stay on our problems, on the path, Mm -hmm. there is no peace. That's right. And we don't have perspective and we aren't strengthening our spiritual muscles and we're not moving Mm -hmm. because we're fixated on the problem. So I think that you, I know I've witnessed this in your life, understand that it is on purpose and a choice Mm -hmm. to say, despite the circumstances, I'm going to choose to lift up my eyes and focus on what's in front of me Mm -hmm. and keep my focus on Jesus. So that's what I want us to talk about today. And I'm wondering if you would share with us a time that you would say either it was super important, maybe a little bit difficult. Mm -hmm. Uh, for you personally, where you had to choose to put your eyes on Jesus. Yeah, and I'm excited to get to share and just to be here. One of the things that I was thinking through is to share when I was, well, when I was talking to Spencer about all these things, you know, we, I feel like a lot of us, we have a lot of things that we could say, this was really hard for me to keep my eyes on the Lord. Yeah. And everybody has things in their life, circumstances and things. And I was like, oh, how do I even choose, you know? Mm-hmm. But it was almost out of a place of kind of even excitement of, man, look what God did, yeah. you know? And so when you when I chose to put my eyes on him. And so when I was thinking about it, um, kind of one of the ones that I landed on was um, when Spencer and I, uh, we were living in South Florida. We moved there temporarily for his job. Um, it was back in 2015 and it was kind of the beginning of a really difficult season, Mm -hmm. um, for us really. And so back in 2015, we moved to South Florida. We were living just 20 miles North of Miami, which was crazy (laughs) in and of itself. Oh yeah. That place is crazy. It is crazy. And there's a lot of distraction. A lot of distractions. There's a lot of things like you're saying, you know, hold, you know, lay it before the Lord and leave it there <laughs> and take your eyes yeah, off take of it. Your eyes off it. There's a lot of things that you could be putting your eyes on yes. and a lot of craziness. And so we were living there. He was working, um, as the lead engineer on a big project there. And so, uh, his hours were just crazy. He would come home at night. Uh, I would make him dinner and then he would go back to work mm-hmm. sometimes all night. And then he would come back in the morning, he would shower, sleep a few hours and then go back. And so we didn't know a soul. We didn't have, we weren't plugged into a church or anything. Mm-hmm. And so we just up and moved from Murillo and moved to South Florida. And here we are. And here we are. So it was very isolated, mm-hmm. which is really hard. Yeah. Um, and so we were in this isolated place. There were other things going on too. It was kind of, which I'm sure everyone can relate is it was kind of every angle, you know, that it could, that you could just be struggling or having hardship. And it was that, that kind of season. And so (laughs) I was, I remember driving, um, and I just taken Spencer lunch and he worked in Fort Lauderdale. So, um, it was like a 20 minute drive or something because we live just north of Miami. So 
drove, took him lunch. I remember on my way back after I had dropped lunch off to him, I was like, in my mind, I'm kind of like having this pep talk with myself. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm like, you know what? How long are you going to have a pity party here? Because you can choose to have a completely different like worldview, a different perspective on all of this. You're one choice away. Yeah. And I'm like talking to myself like in my mind about this. (laughs) I'm like, it's a good thing it's just up here, you know. (laughs) But so I'm thinking about this of like, okay, I could just choose. Like, you know, I'm one choice away. Yes. And I remember in that moment choosing and thinking about I do not want to look back on this season and have any regret whatsoever. I do not want to look back and think I could have used my time differently. I could have done this differently. I could have handled this differently. I want to leave this season when I look back and say, I put everything on the table. I did everything I possibly could. And I sought the Lord. And so in that moment, I remember choosing Mm -hmm. that I am going to do something different. And I'm going to change it. Mm-hmm. And from that moment on, I chose to put my eyes on the Lord and it ended up being probably one of the most powerful seasons of spiritual growth um, and intimacy with the Lord mm-hmm. is what it really ended up being. And I spent so much time with the, in the Lord, with the word. I grew in ways I never thought. And it's about using, you know, spiritual muscles um, like you've talked about, and I'm, I'm so now I look back and I'm so grateful for it. Mm-hmm. But in that time, it was very difficult to do that because your circumstances did not change. No, and in some ways, they even got harder. Really, mm-hmm. is and I think if I hadn't have chosen that when I did, it would have been even harder. Oh yeah, <laughs> you know, to lift your eyes to the Lord and. So I think how it's just so crucial to do that. And one of the things in that season, you know, Spencer and I, we were training on top of all of that for an Ironman Mm -hmm. that we were going to do in Miami. And the Lord really, he brought so much revelation to me, I think just even in the midst of training for this race. Right. And when I was swimming one day, because this was an ocean swim, we're from Amarillo. We do not have ocean here. <laughs> so all new. Yeah. All I knew was the swimming pool. Oh yeah. And so it's not the pool, same. No, I mean, you know, right. Exactly. <laughs> swimming pool is comfortable. The temperature is just right. You can just clear. You can see everything. No waves. On. No waves. No wind. No nothing. No jellyfish. No jellyfish. Yep. Exactly. <laughs> so, and then you get to where, okay, well now I've got to train in different waters here that are less comfortable, that are unpredictable, that there's some waves. And I, I don't really know how to do this. And so it's like, you've got to practice it. Mm -hmm. And so I went out to the ocean one day, Spencer and I, and we were practicing just swimming like a, a route. And in swimming, what you do is you sight is what is so important to do when you're swimming because you can drift Mm -hmm. is what you end up doing. Right. So you find an immovable like object. So it could be a tree. It could be a house. It could be a hill, whatever it is, something that is not going to move Mm -hmm. and you fix your eyes on it. Yeah. So when you're sighting and you're coming up out of a wave to take a breath, you've got to make sure you're looking up 
so you're still on track. Yeah. And the Lord was just showing me in that season of how applicable that is to us spiritually and in life Mm -hmm. because we have to keep our eyes on something that is immovable. Yeah. Him. Yeah. So that we don't drift off course. That's right. Because it's so easy in the swimming pool, man, it's easy. Right. You know, we we don't have all these, like the culture and all these things we've talked about. Oh yeah. You know, but it's okay. Well, I get in the waves and that's a true test. Oh yeah, it is. So yeah. Well, and even thinking about that, I'm just thinking about you uh, and the way that I see you living because what I want to be sure doesn't happen with this show is that I don't want this to be um, real put together mm-hmm. and sweet and surfacy. Mm-hmm. That I'm done with that. Yeah. So. That's not how you live. Yeah. So what I want us to realize is absolutely for us as women and moms and grandmothers and leaders, Mm -hmm. I have to keep my eyes on Jesus so I do not drift. Yeah. So that I am constant in Mm -hmm. my pursuit of Jesus. Now, does that mean there's not going to be waves? No. Does it mean there's not going to be obstacles? No. But it means I'm steady and I'm constant and I am seeking Jesus. What I, the Lord gave me a word for Mallory not too long ago, and it was gentle and immovable. Mm. What that means to me is if Mallory's eyes are on Jesus and she is following him in a consistent manner, she becomes an immovable site for people that are coming after That's her. Good. So if it's people at 1330 that yeah. Mallory leads or it's students coming in mm-hmm. 1330 or her peers or her family, um, they can trust. Yeah. Mallory's eyes are fixed on Jesus. Yeah. And if I can't find him yet, I can follow Mallory because I can trust that she is following Christ. And that is discipleship. Yeah. That is what we are called to do as Mm -hmm. believers. Yeah. And of course, that's a fitting, fitting for Mallory because that is evidenced in her life. Yeah, that's good. So what are some practical things that you do personally on a daily basis to keep your eyes fixed on Jesus. Yeah, I think um, so. There's some. I'll I'll share like a few practical things that I do very consistently, um, and there's there's really there's five things that I do, and I it, all of them come from Jehoshaphat. Okay. And the story of Jehoshaphat, and so when I, you know, there's another like one of the other ways or I guess seasons really difficult times that I've had to keep my eyes on the Lord was this was like 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 fairly recent just a fairly recent season just battling like paralyzing fear mm-hmm. and anxiety and all kinds of stuff and I'm like this is not God but it w- it took this intentional purposeful like okay I'm choosing to lift my eyes on something else you know and and I just want to say to that you're talking about anxiety and fear which I think in this state of on the timeline of eternity a lot of us deal with anxiety and fear yeah and I think we think we're the only ones that do and we're not right and what we're saying here 
is not to deny that this is real what I am feeling. Right. And it is even a physical response. It is. And it's real. Yes. So we're not saying deny, you know, no, pretend Mm -hmm. like I'm not feeling fear and anxiety. That's right. But when you feel fear and anxiety, what do you do? Exactly. So we don't just let it overwhelm us. That's right. We don't focus on it, mm-hmm. but we act. That's right. Okay. That's exactly right. And so much of this, you know, that we're talking about, going through hard things and all that, we're not denying that or any of that, but we're also, I think it's important to know, you know, Matthew or uh, John 15, it says, I'm the vine, you are the branches. Right. If you abide in me, you'll bear much fruit. For apart from me, you can do what? No thing. Nothing. Apart from me, you can do nothing yep. at all. So it's not that we're not going to have struggles. We're not going to have even a hard day of fear or anxiety or whatever. Mm-hmm. X, Y, Z, fill in the blank. Right. It doesn't matter what it is. The gift is that we don't do it alone. Right. That's the promise. Yes. And so that's what we're talking about. Here. That's right. How do we do it with him? That's right. How do we fight this with him instead of apart from him? That's right. Because it's not a matter of trying in your flesh to do it alone. No. We can't. You can't. So it's how do I partner with the Lord to bring about the victory that he's already provided through the cross? That's right. So um, so when just through these seasons of difficulty, the Lord has just continually brought me back. And this is, man, this is a passage that I, I just love. And I've, for years, I mean, it's just worn out in my Bible. But in Second Chronicles 20, um, starting, I'm going to start reading in verse 12. But to kind of preface it, you know, Jehoshaphat, they're going up against this huge, vast army. Mm-hmm. And they are severely outnumbered. Mm-hmm. The odds are completely stacked against them. They are not going to win. Right. And he knows this. Yeah. Like, we are about to all, our all of our families, we're about to be killed. Right. So he's kind of like oh gosh what are we gonna do <laughs> so I, I this stood out to me and it has stood out to me and this is what it says it says in verse starting verse 12 oh our god will you not judge them for we have no power against this great multitude that is coming against us nor do we know what to do but our eyes are on you mm. and that's wow. the key we have no idea what to do god but our eyes are on you. Uh-huh. And, you know, the Psalms, it talks about, oh, come magnify the Lord with me. Yeah. If you think about a magnifying glass, it makes something bigger. Yeah. So when we put our eyes on the Lord, in essence, like I'm big on imagery. So in my mind, I'm picturing like holding up a magnifying glass when I'm like looking up at the Lord, when I'm lifting my eyes. Yeah. And I'm like, I'm making him bigger than the situation. Yeah. I'm going to choose to see him bigger. Through a different lens, through a different perspective by lifting my eyes. Mm -hmm. So it says, we don't know what to do, but our eyes are upon you. And it says, now all Judah with all their little ones, their wives, their children stood before the Lord. Then the spirit of the Lord came upon Jehaziel, the son of Zechariah, the son of Benaniah, the son of Jael. And it kind of goes on. And then it says, and he said, listen, all you of Judah and you inhabitants of Jerusalem, King Jehoshaphat. Thus says the Lord to you, do not be afraid nor dismayed because of this great multitude for the battle is not yours, but God's tomorrow go down against them. Then they will surely come up against the ascent and you will find them at the end of the brook. You will not need to fight this battle. Position yourselves, 
Stand still and see the salvation of the Lord who is with you. Do not be dismayed. And then Jehoshaphat bowed his head with his face to the ground, and all Judah and all the inhabitants of Jerusalem bowed before the Lord, worshiping him. So they rose early in the morning and went out into the wilderness. And they went out. Jehoshaphat stood and said, Hear me, O Judah, and you inhabitants. Believe in the Lord God, and you will be established. Believe, and you will prosper. And so it's, he positions the worshipers to go before the army. And what ends up happening is the worshipers start singing. It sends confusion into the enemy's camp mm -hmm. to where the enemies end up destroying themselves. They didn't have to do anything but fix their eyes on the Lord, bow before him, and worship. Yep. And before this, he calls a fast mm. with him. Mm. And so one of the things, so the things that, you know, God has really showed me is, first of all, do something different. They yeah. position themselves. Yeah. So it's like, okay, I'm going to do something different. Now, if that's, you can, that needs to be as practical as it can be. That may be leaving your house. Yeah. It may be calling a friend. It may be going for a workout, going for a run, going outside, anything, whatever yeah. it is, do something practical. You need to do something different. Yes. And because that, when you change it up, it just changes something in your mind. Mm -hmm. I don't know if it does that for you, Absolutely, but it does for me. Yes. So if that's walking around your house with your Bible, praying out loud, whatever it is, do something different. Right. Uh, and, you know, we see that David doing that all the time. Even he was praying out loud. He's preaching to his soul. Why yeah. are you downcast? Put your hope in God. Yeah. So it's like preach to your soul. Remind yes. yourself. And then Jehoshaphat, he prays. And he prays this long prayer of remembrance. Um, starting actually it's in verse seven is when he starts doing that. He starts praying this prayer. Remember it's God, you did this. I've seen you do this. I've seen you do this. And he lists all these things and he's remembering, bringing to memory, recounting the, you know, testimonies of what God has done. Right. And he's praying. And then it says, you know, he, he bows his head requiring humility. And I think, when I picture Jehoshaphat like bowing down in his head, I'm like if you picture somebody bowing down, their head goes below their heart, uh -huh. which is so such a beautiful picture of man. Sometimes we've just got to posture ourselves so our head just gets it lower. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> our head right. gets below our, our heart. Yes, yeah. our thoughts are submitting to our spirit, to the yeah. Holy Spirit. Yeah, and we're not subject to that. That's right. And then it's a dialogue with the Lord. Um, you know, you were talking about with prayer and supplication, make your request known to God. And Psalm 73 is right along that same vein. And it says, pour out your heart to the Lord mm -hmm. is what it says. And the psalmist is, he all he sees around him is all, everybody else is prospering. You know, he's got his eyes on all these other circumstances. Yeah. You know, people are getting wealthy. They're doing all this. And what about me? And he's kind of having a pity party <laughs> like me in Florida. <laughs> and, but then it says, it kind of shifts and it says, and, you know, I see all of this. I see all of this. And, and it says, until I went to the sanctuary of the Lord and I saw the Lord. Mm -hmm. I'm like, that's key. Until you go into the presence of God and you see him, you lift your eyes. Yeah, that's right. Um. And then the, one of the other things, so, so far we have do something different. That's huge for me. 
Um, a lot of times I'll, I'll go for a run. I'll go for a walk outside. Sometimes it's even as practical as me um, getting out in a different room and I will physically lift up my head. Yes. And I physically will lift up my eyes. And I'm like, I lift up, you know, and I'll say Psalm 121. I lift my eyes into the hills. Where, Where does, does my, my help, help come, come from? from? My help comes from the Lord, the maker of heaven and earth. And that is literally a picture because hills are representative of Zion. Yes. Which is the face of God, mm. the presence of God. So it's like, I lift my eyes, Lord, unto the hills, unto your face. I know my help comes from you. Yeah. Reminding yourself. So it could be as practical as that. Um, so you do something different, something practical, and then you pray, humble yourself before the Lord. And then the third thing is fasting. And this has been, um, this has been something I've, I've learned more about recently and something the Lord's really shown me is dieting and fasting are totally different things. Oh yeah. And I think as women, those can get real construed quick. Oh yeah. Cause it's like, okay, well I'm going to fast. And, and press a few the Lord and, yeah. <laughs> and we're going to lose some weight at the same time. Getting That's shaped, right. You know, it's right after Christmas. That's so right. All the resolutions. <laughs> we're going to get close to the Lord. Yeah. We're going to get healthy. <laughs> it's like, no, that's not it. It's, it is bringing yourself to the place of, man, I want no comfort. I don't want there to be anything that I draw comfort from besides the Father. Yeah. Besides his presence. And dieting will change your appearance, but the Lord, something is, something the Lord showed me is that fasting changes the way you see. Oh, that's good. So dieting will change the way people see you, but fasting changes the way that you see. That's right. Changes the way you see the Lord, changes the way you see your circumstances, mm -hmm. and it positions you in a way that I have no other hunger but the Lord. Yeah. It realigns your hunger to where it's like, man. I only want you. Yeah. I only want what you want. That's right. And it purifies the heart. Fasting, it kind of reminds me of a shofar, um, which I think I, I've told you about this before, of how a shofar is made, I think. I think, but, yeah, but share. I'll share. So um, a shofar is made. The ram's horn is removed from the ram. Mm -hmm. And once it's removed, they take the ram's horn and they take it out into a desert. And they lay it in the hot sun until all of the flesh dies. Mm -hmm. And once the flesh dies, they apply oil to the horn. And then now it's used as an instrument of war and to sound the trumpet for battle. Yeah. And to me, that is what I picture when I'm fasting. I'm putting myself out under the, un, like under the sun. <laughs> Until all the flesh yeah. in me dies. Yeah. All the fleshly desires, all my wrong perspectives, my wrong viewpoints, any fears or doubts, worries, whatever it is, I'm putting it out there to die. Yeah. And then it's, okay, Lord, come and bring the oil of your presence. Yeah. So that I can be used effectively in the battles you have put me in. Yeah, that's right. You know? That's right. That's good. Yeah. So... That's something for me, just mm -hmm. like looking at fasting differently. Mm -hmm. I think because I think a lot of people are like, eh, fasting is not really for me. And yeah. It's the word actually says when you fast. It is not it, maybe if you decide yeah, to. It says if yeah. it's like when you fast, yeah. not 
if if you want to. Yeah. So I'm like, eh, you know. Yeah. But it's a, I think it's just an invitation to deeper intimacy with the Lord and to shift our perspective. Yeah. Is what it is. Well, and I even think fasting slows things down. It does. Because we are in such a state of trying to, mm-hmm. we want everything fast. We want yeah. our food fast. Yeah. We want relationships healed fast. Right. We want the drive up to go fast. Yeah. And we want our problems to be dealt with fast. That's right. And you don't develop intimacy fast. That's right. And fasting slows everything down. Mm -hmm. And it does change your perspective. It gives you a new perspective. Mm -hmm. And I think that's very important when we're talking about where your eyes are going to go. Yeah, it is. And I think, too, encouraging people. I mean, fasting, it doesn't necessarily have to be like food or something like that. I mean, start with something that you know that would be hard for you. I Mm -hmm. mean, don't make it easy. Yeah. (laughs) You know, do something that really would benefit you spiritually. So if that's social media. Yeah. You know, if it's TV. Yeah. If it's a specific hobby that's consuming too much of your time Mm -hmm. that you could devote and redirect that time to investing in your relationship with the Lord. Yeah. Then, man, do it. It's a huge benefit. It really is. And even you would be amazed if we have a program here at Hope Choice called Chosen. Yeah. And they study the seven feasts of the Lord. Mm-hmm. And it's a nine week study. Yeah. And we ask those little girls, their ages eight to 12, mm-hmm. to fast something for the nine weeks. And some of them will fast desserts. Yeah. Some of them will fast soft drinks. Mm-hmm. They might fast their favorite TV show. Yeah. Uh, but they do it and they commit to it and it changes things. Some of those kids never go back to those things that yeah. they fasted yeah. and the Lord does something and he honors that he yeah. honors your sacrifice. Yeah. So, yeah, that's awesome. And I think knowing too, coming back to that, John 15 is you don't have to like gut it out. It's you do it with him mm-hmm. and you ask like, man, Lord, help me through this, you know? Mm-hmm. And when those, like the temptation to go to that thing comes up, that's a signal to go to him. Yeah. Yeah. So. There was a season in my life that was a really difficult season. And um, I was regularly petitioning the Lord for this one particular person that's very precious to me to the point of begging. Yeah. You know, and I was fasting and there was one day I'm in the floor in the living room and it was a awful sight. Nobody would want to see that, including the Lord, (laughs) you know, and halfway through it. I mean, I am just lamenting and begging and crying and fasting. And the Lord is like, do you think begging is what I'm really after here? Yeah. And it isn't. Yeah. It is pushing back every other distraction to remind yourself Mm -hmm. who he is. That's right. Because he is the way. Mm -hmm. If you don't know what to do, That's right. He's the truth. If you don't know what is good or bad Mm -hmm. or what's true and what's not. And he's the life. Mm -hmm. And so learning more about who he is, is the answer to all of it. That's right. But it's keeping your eyes Mm -hmm. on him. Yeah. We don't fast to get God to do something. No, like, look how good I am. Yeah. 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 No, we fast to, like you're saying, to position ourselves. Mm Mm-hmm. 
to learn more about him, mm-hmm. to grow in intimacy with the Lord. That's right. So, that's right. Yeah, that's good. Um, the other thing that the Lord has kind of showed me through this passage about keeping your eyes on the Lord um, was community. And which at first when I felt like the, the Lord was kind of leading me like or showing me that in the word about what about community? And I was like, okay, but how is that? You know, and so I was just kind of reading more about it. But he had Jehaziel. Mm-hmm. So King Jehoshaphat stands and he's like, we have no power. Our eyes are on you. And but then it says the spirit of the Lord came upon Jehaziel. And he said, and so he stands up. So it's like he's got a wingman. Yeah. He's got somebody. Yeah. To ride this out with him. That's right. Like, I've got your back. I'm yeah. with you. Shield, shield, like we say. Yeah. I'm I'm in it for the long haul. That's right. You know, till lambs become Deliver lions. Deliver us or know? not. Yeah, yeah, that's right. And so Jehaziel stands up. And what I love about it is he stands up to the whole multitude and he says this thing. I can just picture like, you know. Jehoshaphat discouraged, yeah. overwhelmed. He's like, we're looking up. Yeah, you're thinking we get overwhelmed. I'm like, <laughs> he's got a lot going on. Yes. And but it's like he stands up on his behalf and he encourages the people. Then he looks over at Jehoshaphat. He says, "And you, King Jehoshaphat, this is what the Lord will do." And we have to have people like that in our life. Yeah. That will hope for us mm-hmm. when we don't have it in our in in the tank that day. Right. They're like, hey, you know what? You ain't got it, but I've got it for you today. That's right. But tomorrow, you you're gonna have it. Yeah. You gotta keep your eyes up. Yeah. We've gotta have people in our lives like that. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't matter who it is, if it's one, if it's three, if it's a friend, if it's a mentor, a family member, having somebody they in your life that can do that for you. You know, just like that season in Florida where we were so isolated. Yeah. I mean, and we've had other seasons like that, mm-hmm. similar. Yeah. And they're really difficult. And when you get alone, you are you're more prone to deception. You're more prone to be attacked by the enemy. Yeah. You know? Yeah. That's right. So Well, and I think that it's important, too, because we've all had seasons where we feel like we don't have Mm -hmm. community Mm -hmm. or we feel like we don't have anybody. And I think that rather than sort of feel sorry for yourself and be like, oh, I'm in this by myself. I'm out here by myself. God, you if you don't have that, you need to be that for someone. Yeah. And when you become that, then the Lord will return that to Mm -hmm. you. And so rather than just feeling sorry for yourself, look around and find somebody else that needs community and needs a wingman and be that. Yeah. And you will find encouragement from others around you as well. That's right. And encouragement is huge. Oh, yeah. I mean, for everyone. It's to me is oxygen. Yeah. Is the way I picture it. I'm like, it is oxygen for for your soul. Oh, yeah. A lot of times, because, man, you just get the wind knocked out of you some days. Yes. Like, you should just see somebody to be like, hey, you're going to make it. Yeah. You're doing all right. That's or, right. Hey, cute shirt. <laughs> you know? Yeah. I mean, it's just yeah. having somebody like that is huge, but not waiting around and getting into that, oh, poor me mm-hmm. thing. Woe is me. And you being the one to take a step. That's like right. You're saying that's huge. Yeah. You yeah. can go find it. The Lord will provide yeah. and lead you to those people. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. 
Um, and then the last thing in here was the worship. Mm. And we see what happens when they position the worshipers to go out first. Right. So when worship is the priority of your life, that instead of you suffering the confusion, from this passage, it shows us it's 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 flipped upside down. The enemy is the one. His camp is the one. That's right. Who is confused. And worship, it's the act, all of it, all it is, is the act of beholding. Mm. You can't behold something without looking at it. That's right. So you can't worship the Lord truly without having your eyes on him. That's right. And worshiping him. And so it's us like that magnifying, coming in with that magnifying glass. It's like magnify the Lord. Why are you downcast on my soul? Put your hope in God and lifting your eyes towards like, man, I worship you yeah. no matter what. Because it's your worth and your worth doesn't change. Oh, yeah. No. So putting that in that posture and um, worship for me is probably one of the biggest ways. And whether that's I put on a song, you know, and I'm, I'm physically lifting my head, worshiping him, reminding myself. But it's oftentimes it's it's out loud, too. Oh, yeah. Not this inward prayer like quiet prayer quiet worship is okay no i gotta have a shift here right and i'm gonna have to do something different to do yeah yeah so yeah those are those are some ways that really help me to refine my focus to see the lord and really put my affections back back on the heart of the father right right yeah i think what you're saying is so powerful because i think i heard someone say uh, recently, I don't think the church is dying, mm-hmm. but I think casual Christianity is yeah. dying. Yeah. And I think that we, or at least me, I was brought up where you sit quietly in church, mm-hmm. you pray quietly, you yeah. worship in a very solemn way, right. you know, and I think we are in a state of war, Mm -hmm. right? So worship that confused the enemy for Jehoshaphat, Mm -hmm. it didn't happen in his mind. Yeah. It probably sounded a lot like a war cry. Yeah. And even changing your position, like Mm -hmm. you were saying, go outside, go for a run. It is active. That's right. And so long as I am passive, Mm -hmm. that feels very defeated. Yeah. So if I'm in a position where I'm focused on a problem or situation or overwhelmed, discouraged, Mm -hmm. the worst thing I can do is to quietly alone, I don't know, just not make a change, make some noise Mm -hmm. and move around. Right. Yeah. Right. So it is active. Yeah. And all of a sudden it encourages your soul, just like you were saying. That's right. And it's really, it's meditating. Mm Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. You know, like you're talking about where you start stewing over something Mm. and you get stuck in it. And but meditation is biblical. It got it got totally twisted with, you know, New Age and Eastern religions and things like that. Mm -hmm. But the actual biblical meditation is to fill your mind with the word. Yes, with the word Eastern meditation. That's all emptying everything. Yeah. Well, we know what happens when something stays empty. Yeah, something's going to feel it. <laughs> Some going to feel it. And yeah. It's not going to be good. <laughs> no. So yeah. it is biblical meditation is to fill. It is to be filled. It is to fill the mind with the word of God. Right. And that is what will transform 
your mind. That's right. And that will, that's what will help you to shift your focus. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I'm, I think a powerful example of even lifting your eyes. I was thinking about this last night is Abraham. Mm-hmm. And, you know, he's, he's marching up this mountain with his promise, the promised son, Isaac, and he's marching up this mountain to go sacrifice him because he's being obedient. That's what God tells him to do. Uh-huh. And in Genesis twenty two thirteen, 13, uh, it talks about, you know, the whole story, obviously, but then it comes to a point and it says, then Abraham lifted his eyes. So it's right before he sacrifices Isaac. And it says, then Abraham lifted his eyes and there in the thicket, he saw the ram. Mm -hmm. And he named that place the Lord will provide. Right. And I think sometimes so often we can get so hung up on how the Lord is going to change my circumstance. How is the Lord going to provide here? How is he going to do this? And we try to figure out in our natural mind, instead of just lifting our eyes, just like Abraham did. And putting the stake in the ground and saying, I am naming this mountain the The Lord Lord will will provide. provide. Yeah. And seeing the ram in the middle of the thicket. That's right. And Jesus is our ram. That's right. That he became. So it is that picture of lifting your eyes until he lifted his eyes. Until he looked up. Put your eyes on the Lord. See the ram in the middle of all the thicket going on. Yeah. And remember that he will, he will provide, provide no matter what it is. Yeah. Well, and even as we're kind of talking about other people mm-hmm. are able to gain yeah. perspective mm-hmm. and direction from us. Mm-hmm. The word talks about uh, in that battle where Moses goes up on the mountain mm-hmm. and her and Aaron, Aaron. are Aaron ho- helping yes. to hold the arms of Moses. Yes. But Joshua was fighting the battle. Yeah. And Joshua looks up. Mm-hmm. And as long as he sees Moses' yeah. hands raised, yeah. he knows that they can win. Yeah. But the Lord tells Moses, remind Joshua. Mm. Remind Joshua. And I think that's half the battle for yeah. ourselves, keeping mm-hmm. our eyes on Jesus and our kids, yeah. our families, those that we lead. Mm-hmm. Remind them. Yeah. This is what the Lord has done. He will provide. Yes. Keep your eyes on Jesus. That's right. Yeah. Well, okay. My last question for you is we're, we're talking about second Peter Mm one and it says that the Lord has given us precious and great promises. Yeah. And I'm wondering if there is a promise that the Lord's given you that you're trusting him Mm -hmm. for and moving toward. Yeah. Uh, in your pursuit of intimacy with the Lord right now? Yeah, right now, um, I think a promise from the Lord that I'm really hanging on to is that joy and peace will be the new vehicle for this season. Mm -hmm. And um, that is, you know, because we can get from point A to point B many different ways. Yeah. We can get there motivated through fear. We can get there motivated through strife. We can get there motivated through so many different vehicles, so to speak. Yes, performance and perfectionism, whatever it is, all these other vehicles and, but awaits a better one. Oh yeah. (laughs) There's a better way. And something the Lord was just impressing on my heart, even as entering this new year was um, just, there's a new way 
there's a new way for this new season. And I feel like it's just like new wine. But yeah. you can't have the new wine in an old vehicle. Right. In no. an old skin. That's right. So um, it is the vehicle of joy and peace is what's going to drive this next this next season. And so I'm really just hanging on to that and really just praying. Really what I, my desire is that I would, I would want what he wants more yeah. than I ever have. Yeah. Where I am, you know, so intimate with the Lord and in tune with his heart that I would be steadfast in the mind of Christ and my heart would look like his. Yeah. To, until the point it's like, I desire what he desires. Absolutely. In every way and that I see as he sees. So Absolutely. that's, that's the main thing, just the joy and peace, you know, kind of what you've talked about before is instead of bracing yourself for the next wave, mm -hmm. oh, there's a, but there's a better way. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah. I, I'm ready for a little exhale. Yeah. Yeah. Um, there's a, there's a sermon that you sent recently and it was talking about Paul being shipwrecked and the, in the sermon, uh, the preacher talks about how, okay, well the ship is gone. This isn't going to work, but there's a different way. There's yeah. a different vehicle that we can still get there get right. to where we're going in. Yeah. And that's just kind of how I've just pictured with the Lord of, okay, the vehicle can be different. Placing up those shoes of peace and the joy that's found in his presence. That's right. And travel light. Travel light. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I want to close with, um, we've talked about a rowing team mm -hmm. and you'll have to name the name of the, the coxswain. The coxswain. Mm -hmm. Um, but would you share, I think that is just super powerful. Yeah. Uh, just as an illustration of yeah. what it means to keep your eyes up. Yeah. Uh, there's a movie recently um, that came out and we both saw it. And I, I got emotional in part of this movie. And it is, we've, we've often referred to, you know, working together as a team, like mm -hmm. a rowing team. Right. And it really is like that. But a coxswain sits on the other side of a cross from all of the rowers. And so he's up here facing this way while the rowers are facing him. Mm -hmm. They're rowing essentially backwards. Right. And he can see the target. Ahead. But the rowers cannot. The rowers cannot. So there's got to be that such that level of trust there. But what in this movie, the coxswain, he's sitting there and one of the rowers has just come, has been super sick and he's losing steam in one of the hardest races. It's like the, it's like the, the Olympics. Olympics. So it's the biggest race. I mean, that there could be. Right. This guy's been sick. He's trying to, he's going as fast as he, he can. can. Bless his heart. And I'm like, oh my gosh, come on. Yeah. But the coxswain, he starts, he starts yelling, eyes up, eyes up over and over and over and over and i got so emotional in that part of the movie because i'm like man that's it mm -hmm. in the middle of the rowing and the you know the tension and the opposition it is eyes up yeah when you're you've losing your breath when you're tired 
And that guy all of a sudden that's sick and he's losing steam. And you could tell he's kind of starting to get off with mm-hmm. the team. He wasn't quite as in sync with the others. And all of a sudden he's like, he just starts gaining strength. Yeah. And you see him start rowing and they win the race. Yeah. But that coxswain, it's eyes up. Yeah. And I think for us as believers, now more than ever, in the middle of our race that's been marked out for us, we yeah. have to keep our eyes up. Yeah. To maintain the strength, to maintain the unity with the people that God's aligned us with yeah. in the boat, so to speak, and to finish strong. Yeah, that's right. And eyes, the, that rower is so focused on his circumstance. Yes. And all of a sudden, when he's able to lift his eyes to his leader. Yeah. That's when he gains his second wind. Yeah. And so we're not saying that you're not in a difficult season, that there aren't difficult circumstances, or that there isn't difficulty coming. Yeah. But what we're saying is exactly Philippians 4. Mm -hmm. Make your requests and petitions known to God. Rejoice in the Lord always. Yeah. But lift up your eyes and focus on what is true, what is admirable, what is loving, all of those things. Put your focus on Jesus, who is immovable, and run this race that is marked out for you. And we're excited that you're taking this journey with us. Um, We are going to talk about developing some spiritual muscle next show, and then we're going to jump into faith so you don't want to miss any of the upcoming episodes. Mal? Thanks for joining us today. Thanks for having me, guys. See you next time. Well, it's that time of year. The banquet is coming up February 12th. Doors will open at 6 p.m. and you are invited. We're going to have a great evening of celebrating all that the Lord's doing in and through the ministry of Hope Choice. And we want you to join us. It's easy to sign up. It doesn't cost you a thing. You can go to hopechoice.com or email Mallory at mcockrell.com. February 12th, 6 p.m. I hope to see you there. Yes, and we also want to invite you to download the 1330 app. If you don't know, we have an on-campus ministry called 1330, and it also inside our 1330 building has a full coffee shop. It's conveniently located right off of 4th Street at 201 26th Street. There's tons of free parking in the back, so you don't have to mess with all of the campus parking. No. But we also have in the app the ability for you to make a mobile order in the app to the coffee shop. Mood changer tea. That's what you need to go for. It's the best. That's her favorite. It is a fan (laughs) favorite. You should try it. Yes. But not only will you get ministry updates about 1330, everything the Lord is doing, upcoming events, you'll also have that ability to put in a mobile order or contact us directly if you need anything that we can help you with there at the coffee shop. So come visit us there in Canyon, download the app and make reservations for banquet on February 12th. Absolutely. We'll see you there. You've been listening to the Candy Gibbs podcast. For more information and other resources, visit candygibbs.com.